Welcome into the latest edition of the Coach Jeff Wilburn Show on 104.3 The Fan HD3, presented by the Pioneer Restaurant. We are talking Denver Pioneers men's basketball. My name is Tyler Mon with the head coach of the Pioneers, Jeff Wilburn, as DU off to the best start in school history in the Division I era. Uh, coach, it's been a fun few weeks. We haven't gotten a chance to talk since before Thanksgiving. You haven't had a loss since uh, that time, our last uh, weekly radio show. It's been very fun for me. How's it been for you? <laughs> Uh, it's been great, obviously, but it, you know what's been great is to see a, a group of guys come together as a basketball team, to see a group of guys come together and, and play so unselfishly on the offensive end and have that translate to high-level success offensively, uh, just to see the, uh, the camaraderie, the chemistry that has developed during this run. Um, and, uh, you know, what's really cool is you know, we I, I talked about when I got the job, we wanted to try to do things that hadn't been done here in a while or had never been done. But that was the same thing we talked about in recruiting the, the young men on the roster now. And they're taking great a great deal of pride in in, in this this achievement and the success of the program right now. So uh, very, very cool to be part of. Um, uh, many, many years ago, I worked for Lou Campanelli at Cal. And I, I took away a lot of things from Lou, but one of the things that I, I did take away is that you need to enjoy success and that, uh, you know, you, you turn the page when you need to, but uh, success is very fragile in this business and in this game. And when you have it, you need to enjoy those moments. And, and we have as a group, and it's, it's been great. Well, the Pioneers are off to an 8-1 and one start, eight wins in their first nine games of the season for the first time in program history in the Division One era. Uh, swept through the uh, the Big Easy Classic in New Orleans, three wins there. Uh, you got a road win prior to that over Idaho State. You got a road win over Houston Christian. To follow that, you got a uh, win at home uh, last time out against a really tough Texas A&M Commerce team. Um, your last loss was November 14th, and it's against your opponent next in Sacramento State in a, um, you know, sort of the uncommon non-conference home and home. But let's talk about these last uh, couple of weeks and the things that you've liked most as far as the progression for your guys. You've been dealing with, you know, some injury issues. Devin Smith out for a little while. Um, guys who've been playing a lot of minutes have really been stepping up. And you've had distributed big performances. One night, it's it's Tommy Bruner. One night now, it's Justin Mullins. Marco Lukic has been a big factor. Lucas Kasunas and Toko Tynamo and Tyree Corbett are, are big factors night in and night out. Um, but what have you liked most over these last you know five, six games as far as the continued growth of this team? Uh, well, you mentioned a lot of key components for sure to our success. You know, five road wins in a row. And, and for a team to be successful on the road in college basketball, uh, it, it, it takes a hell of an effort. It really does. And, you know, so much has to go right. And you're, you know, you're on the road. You're not in your, your, you know, you're sleeping in a different bed. You're eating different meals. You're staying in a hotel. All those things, you know, the, the focus, the concentration needs to be great. You get so much help from your trainers, from your strength coach, uh, the scouting reports from the assistant coaches. And for, for us to win on the road, let alone five games in a row, all of those contributions are so significant. But I, I think what I would point to, Tyler, is just the focus, the concentration, um, and, and uh, just and, and resiliency for sure on the road. Every one of these games are close for us, but it, it's just the, the willingness to be coached, the willingness to take ideas, suggestions, scouting reports, implement it into their games, the willingness to play as a team. You mentioned, I'm trying to touch on everything you mentioned. You mentioned be playing without Tevin for three games. Tevin's our leading scorer and uh, it, it's our best defender. 
and it, it's been difficult. I, I mean, we haven't spent any time talking about what we need to do. No one needed to be Superman. I did say that. We just needed to be ourselves. And I think that's what we've done. And you can really see it offensively in the three games that Tevin has missed. We've had five guys in double figures offensively for each of those three games, which means that, uh, man, the, the ball is just hopping from one guy to another, and we're making the best play for the team. I like to say we all have the same agenda, and that's to get the best shot for the DU basketball team on every possession. And we're, we're doing that, and it's not just it's not just showing up at wins, but you know what is it uh, nine games now? That's a pretty large sample size. Uh, we're third in the NCAA in offensive field goal percentage, fifty two percent, and uh, that that speaks volumes right there. And, and we're and we're true to ourselves. We need to pound the paint. Uh, that that is you've heard that expression all season from me, and uh, what that means is that. You, uh, you try to break the defense, you move the ball to multiple sides, you attack the key, the paint, and when you do that, the defense collapses and now you have them in rotations. And instead of settling for the first available shot, we continue to look for multiple paint touches and really break the defense down. Uh, I mean, we're getting so many shots in the restricted area. And, and then the, the next best, highest percentage shot is a free throw. And we're getting to the free throw line more than any team in the country right now. Literally more than any team in the country. Uh, that has been such a fun development to watch with this team. And, you know, Coach, I want to ask you about some guys individually. But before that, I want to ask you about something that you've mentioned to me over the last couple of weeks, which is how good your team is at digesting the scouting reports that you give to them, uh, the things you want to see from them in, in game, and how to best push the messages offensively and defensively that you guys have talked about. How much of that is uh, and point of emphasis kind of on the recruiting trail of trying to find guys who you know are going to fit into, you know, sort of the mental cloud of, all right, we all got to work together, digesting things that we get from the coaching staff, implementing those things together. This team seems so good at that. Uh, we, we're, we have become good at it. And I think you, you look at leadership from within the team, do your seniors understand the value of the scouting reports? Uh, we make uh, video available to them, uh, not just the, the scouting report that we present, but we make it available to them on their iPads and they can watch as much as they, they'd like. And you know, we, we look at those numbers and everybody's really studying the scouting reports, but it, it takes upperclassmen like Lucas, like Tyree, like Tommy, who's been through the wars, to tell the younger guys in the program how valuable this is. And that, you know, knowing personnel is so important to how you defend. And, uh, you know, guys like Justin Mullins now realize, uh, you know, we can steal points if, if we're, uh, we, we really take the scouting report to heart. And uh, he's, he's done a great job. So I, I would say it, it's certainly a message from our staff and then it's uh, it's reflected by what your your leaders and your experienced players do to influence the younger players on the team. Uh, we I've said this to you. We have a very cerebral team. Uh, we our focus yesterday in our scouting report was so good. I mean, man, the guys didn't flinch during a, a presentation uh, of what we needed to do to be successful in this game and. Uh, uh, that's great. You, 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 need, you need to be good in all these areas. And today we need to be good on the court. One thing uh, to just look back on, 
your coaching career and the impact now of technology and what it has? I would imagine in the early days of your coaching career, you probably thought to yourself, man, I wish I could tell who's reading these scouting reports, who's who's getting their extra film work in. <laughs> now you literally can. You guys and, and college teams across the country, you've got an app where you can figure out who's been watching film and all of that. How much does that help when you know that your guys are committed to uh, getting that extra work in and evaluating what they need to do. And on the flip side, when guys kind of need to kick in the tail, you have that availability of like, hey, we need you to commit to this a little bit more. Yeah, Technology is a wonderful thing. It's been wonderful <laughs> for our game. I mean, it has evolved so much over the years in, in college basketball. And uh, my goodness, it uh, you know, many years ago, it, it was so hard sometimes. We, we would FedEx uh, the video VHS tapes you know, after one game to people we used to call it a film exchange and, and to our, our common opponents. And, and it, you know, you would hope you would get it in two days. Right. And now we get it obviously immediately after the game. And But it, it's uh, other things too. Like we could go into a, a uh, take a look at an opponent and, um, you know, one, one player on that team and we can take a look and see uh, what uh, every three-point shot that he's made. How many have been off the bounce? How many have been catch and shoot? How many times does he go right and score? How many times does he go left? Uh, so it, it's really helped our game evolve. You and I are both uh, baseball guys, and the analytics revolution really started in that sport with money ball, with on-base percentage, and with all that type of stuff. But it has translated so well to basketball. Um, you know, hockey's come along. Football started to come along over the last several years. When you look at your team, you're a very – analytically sound team and that you take high percentage three-point shots and you also get the ball in the paint and score on the most high percentage things interior wise and then you also get to the free throw line over the course of your career how has that helped you develop as a coach there are so many people who i feel like have fallen out of sports because they think i don't need analytics i can do mm -hmm. things the way they've always been done you guys have really embraced that what's that learning curve been like over the course of your coaching career uh, you know i think it's uh it's a component that you would be foolish not to use uh, we don't make all of our decisions based on analytical right. information, but it is definitely support information uh, that, that we utilize. And, you know, you have to know your team. You have to know what the strengths of your team are. The strengths of our team this year kind of go hand in hand with analytically what are the best shots. Right. You, you know, we uh, I've been singing the praises of our front court all season. You know, we have a fantastic three-man rotation in Lucas, Tyree, and Toko. That, I mean, Lucas is shooting over 80% from the field. You know, they're, they're getting fouled, they're rebounding. You know, we really addressed with those guys what are some of the deficiencies we had a year ago. But, you know, the highest percentage shot, analytically speaking, is the shot in the restricted area. And we're, we're among the nation's leaders in shots in the restricted area. The next highest percentage shot is the free throw. We're getting to the free throw line at a higher percentage at, uh, you know, than anyone in the country. You know, the next highest percentage shot is a step in three. And we've really evolved this season in our nine games in our three-point yes. shooting. And, you know, so much of it, uh, it, we've worked with our guys on shot preparation, which is footwork and being ready on the catch. But it, it's understanding that that three in the first five to eight seconds of the shot clock is not a good shot. But... If, if it comes inside out, if it comes on your second attempt at attacking the paint, and now the defense is out of position, and now you kick out, and these are catch-and-shoot threes, you know, that those are good shots, and that's why 
our three-point shooting percentage has really spiked up. I was talking to Marco yesterday at practice, and you know, I, Marco was a lower, a low percentage three-point shooter at Arkansas Little Rock. I remember meeting with him the first time in Little Rock, and I said, Marco, I've looked at every three you've taken, and I think we can help you with your shot preparation, your footwork, and I think we can get that a lot better. I, I don't think the percentage is a result of your stroke. It's a result, result of your shot preparation and your shot selection. And I think we've, we've done a, a great things in, in having Marco play, play to his strength. His footwork is good and he's taking good shots. And he's not looking at himself as just a three-point shooter. He's scoring on back cuts now. Last game he had three assists. He's yeah. taking pride in his passing. You know, and, and, and now it's it's taking pride on the defensive end as well. Well, this team has been a heck of a lot of fun to watch. And uh, at 8-1 and one on the season so far, we hit the road today to uh, a two-game California road swing. We'll talk about that when we return. It's the Coach Jeff Wilburn Show presented by the Pioneer Restaurant talking Denver Pioneers men's basketball. Back in a minute on 104.3 The Fan HD3. Continuing along on 104.3 The Fan HD3 as the Denver Pioneers hit the road this week for two games in California. It's the Coach Jeff Wilburn Show presented by the Pioneer Restaurant. Tyler Mon, Pioneers head coach Jeff Wilburn. Coach, uh, we will talk a lot about your opponents coming up this week in Sacramento State and in UCLA. And we'll start with Sac State, a team that has handed you your only loss uh, to this point in the season really well coached group, really talented group. Uh, they've scuffled a bit. They're three and five now, but you know the talent is there. Uh, and when you get a chance to see a non-conference team for the second time in a season, that doesn't come along very often. So you get another crack at them. What did you notice from evaluating game one against Sac State and over the last essentially almost a month since you saw them, how have they progressed? Yeah, I, I think there's several components as you, and of course, th this is great. Um, practice, I guess, because this is what we're going to do in league. You know, you play someone once, and right. then you have to evaluate what you did well, what you need work on, and, and what you need to do to be successful the second time around. So, um, I, I would say there's one category that's us, and what, what what can we do better that we can control? And that game was over, and the next day, we we told the team and we showed them clips. Man, uh, our our energy and our effort and our enthusiasm and our passion, we're not at the levels it needs to be. You know, and the message was, guys, you're, you're playing a game that you love. You know, the, the passion should come out. And we had clips of guys taking charges, and one of the guys on the floor went to pick them up. We had a clips of a, 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 a great offensive dunk by Lucas uh, over the big fella. Yeah. You know, I, I, I mean, huge play down the stretch. And one guy went up to him and and congratulated him. And, you know, to me, I, I, I feel I, I understand the components necessary for success. And those intangibles, which I just mentioned, are all part of it. And we didn't possess it at that point in the season. And to our players' credit, we pointed it out. We showed clips of it. And we don't win the game at Idaho State without the lessons from the Sac State game. I, I mentioned that to you at yeah. the time. And it was, man, we, we were locked into that game on the road in a tough environment, and the, the passion really showed. Tommy was awesome that game. He just, his, his energy as the leader and his passion, uh, you know, was, was so great. And, and we followed his lead. And we have since gotten, uh, really, we've really improved in those areas. So part of that is us. 
And that's an area that we need to improve on. Now we need to take a look at, from a tactical standpoint, what do we need to do to have more success? Well, we, we wanted to attack the big fella, okay? Uh, and uh, this is McCray. They're seven foot one, two hundred and eighty pound Kiwi. Yeah, the and New we, Zealander. We wanted to put pressure on him. We wanted to attack him. But the mistake that we made in the first game is that every time we did, we went off of one foot, and you have to play off two feet. So yesterday we showed them the clips. It, we were one of fourteen when we attacked him. We got to the paint, which is what we wanted, but then we went off one foot. 14 times and only scored once. So if you play off two feet, you're on balance. You've sunk, you've collapsed the defense. Now you have options. You know, you could step through on the big fella. You can take a, a, a short jumper. You can kick to either side of the floor because you're in the middle of the floor. Mm. So many options, which you don't have when you go off one foot. So, so that was something that we, we can do better. Uh, you know, and, and now it's, how about the way you played the guys? You know, I think um, uh, McRae had a, a, a season-high 20 against us. We were really careful not to let him go over his right shoulder. He's a left-handed player, and we overplayed it, and, and we kind of played him into some layups by doing that. So uh, we'll take a look at how we defended guys individually and collectively as a team and, and certainly make some adjustments, uh, as I'm sure that they will do, even mm -hmm. though they won the game. Sacramento State is first up for you guys. Uh, that'll be on Wednesday evening, 8 o'clock Mountain Time tip-off, 7.30 Pioneer pregame on 104.3 The Fan HD3. And then coming up on Saturday, you visit uh, one of the hallowed venues in all of college basketball in Pauley Pavilion uh, in Los Angeles, California. And you get a chance to, to square off with UCLA. And I know you haven't probably looked a ton at UCLA as of yet, and your guys haven't. Uh, but for you, from a personal standpoint, you're a Southern California guy. UCLA is one of, you know, you look at, at Cameron Indoor and you look at uh, Allen Fieldhouse and, and Pauley Pavilion is right there in that conversation. You've been in that league before. You've coached a lot in, in the Pac-10 and then the Pac-12. Going to Pauley Pavilion has got to be something special, I would think, especially leading your own program there. Uh, what's that going to be like on, on Saturday? Um, it's great to go home. You know, it's, uh, I grew up. I grew up after the Wooden Era, but certainly was aware of the success during those years and then, you know, watched the program. And it, it's a magical name in college basketball. And uh, it, it's, it, it really is a thrill to, to go into Pauley and, and to play them. And uh, it's even a bigger thrill to beat them. And, uh, you know, which, uh, uh, which I've fortunately had a lot of experience at over, over the time. And I was just thinking the other day, Lucas and I, when we were at Stanford, um, uh, we, we beat UCLA three times during the time that Lucas and I were together. And um, it, it, it's, uh, you know, it's a, a thrill to play in those venues, but it, it should bring out the best in you. You know, we have a chance to measure ourselves against one of college basketball's finest teams this season. And uh, it, it's, I'm, really, I'm really anxious to see how we fare uh, you know, the resilience that we talk about, the competitiveness, the toughness, you know, obviously it'll be needed on every single possession. And, uh, I, you know, I, I want this to bring out the best in our players. I want their combat competitive juices to be flowing and, you know, can't wait to tip it off with, with one of the best teams in the country. So um, it, it's, it's an exciting opportunity that I thought would be great for our program. We are uh, a season and a third into working together. You know I love my fun facts. 
my nerdy fun facts. Did you know, Coach, that I believe in John Wooden's first season at UCLA, one of his losses was to the Denver Pioneers? Wow. I, I, I did not know that. A very interesting one. Johnny very Carson early on. I, in I his... did not know that. <laughs> well, you get that big opportunity coming up on Saturday. and uh, Coach, this is obviously far from a vacation of any sort, but you do get a few extra days on this trip. It's a, a California trip that we go. We play one game Wednesday, one game Saturday. So we got a couple days in between, uh, and it'll be business-like for you guys. You're going to practice both days in, in Los Angeles. and uh, But it is, you know, going to California is a little bit different from going to Vermilion and Brookings and uh, and. <laughs> McComb and all those spots. For your guys, uh, these trips seem to just bring them so much closer together. Having the opportunity to go somewhere different and somewhere, you know, beautiful to be staying near Westwood and, and do all those things. Um, what do you hope these guys gain out of this experience of going to a difficult road venue at Sacramento State, going to UCLA, and being on the road and, and doing those things together through uh, a trip that's going to be sort of unique for this season? Yeah, it, it's it, as we've alluded to so many times the, the trip to France, the, the mm -hmm. ten day trip, and uh, how important that was from a chemistry and camaraderie standpoint uh, to uh, build relationships and, and, and get close as a team. And and obviously the the same thing is is true on these road trips. This is a little longer than usual, mm -hmm. and will be a little bit longer than our conference road swings where we play two games. Um, so you get a lot of time. And honestly, it, it's a really good time for me. And I think the assistant coaches, you have some downtime, whether it's waiting in an airport for an hour and a yeah. half, whether it's having two hours of downtime in a hotel where you can r really spend some quality time with the guys. And uh, just, uh, you know, it, it's um, uh, mental health checkups in, in some regard. You're making sure that your players are in a good spot mentally, yeah. things are going well. And it's just, you know, I think we take pride in our relationships with our players all of the time. But this gives you an opportunity with some downtime uh, to, to really make sure that everybody's in a good spot and, uh, and build your relationships to uh, really a elite level. All right, coach, final point for you. We're gonna end on a fun question. Uh, over the last couple of weeks, we have seen uh, the the celebration video of you guys at Houston Christian. <laughs> so the guys running down the tunnel after the win uh, last time out over Texas A&M Commerce. And the common theme has been the phrase, where my dog's at. Where did that come from? I got another story. Uh, from from the, the team. Uh, and, and I think it's, it's rope being road dogs, you know, and junkyard dogs. Uh, you know, guys who... Uh, uh, on the road, rise to the challenge and, uh, and play. Uh, you know, we, we really gave credit to the guys yesterday and uh, our defense wasn't what it needed to be for 40 minutes. We're making strides and we're improving. But man, one common theme is down the stretch of games, we're, we're really good defensively and we're getting key stops when we need them. I, I think in the Houston Christian game, we ended the, the game with four or five straight stops. Uh, in the Texas Commerce game, very similar to that. And I, th I think they're, they're, they're very proud of being road dogs, uh, junkyard dogs, and, and they're, they're mean, they're tough, they're ferocious, 
and uh, they're willing to do what it takes to, to come out successful. Unbeaten away from home this season in five games, unbeaten in seven straight dating back to last season, five straight road wins, two uh, neutral site wins, and the Pioneers will get a chance to extend that streak coming up this week. at Sacramento State on Wednesday, UCLA on Saturday. The head coach of the Pioneers, Jeff Wolverine. Uh, coach, again, as always, I close these out as though we're not going to see each other for a while. <laughs> I'll see you in like three hours on the bus to the airport. Thanks. Hey, let's make it a great trip. Let's have some fun. Pioneers this week. Wednesday against Sacramento State at 7.30 Pioneer pregame on 104.3 The Fan HD3. He's Jeff Wolburn. I'm Tyler Mon wrapping up this week's episode of the Coach Jeff Wolburn Show presented by the Pioneer Restaurant. We'll talk to you next time.